scarves and portfolios. And so we are uh, collecting those this month of March. And uh, we have a rack there in the bride's room. And, uh, or if you bring them during the week, we'll find a place for them and get those off to them. Last year, Dress for Success Houston uh, served 3,500 women on their job, job search. That's a lot of people to help. So it's a very, very worthy cause. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is St. Matthew Passion that is coming up here at St. Francis on Wednesday, April the 10th. We have a 6 p.m. dinner in the parish hall, and then we have a 7 p.m. concert here in the church. If you're planning to come for dinner, uh, be sure and RSVP to Lynn uh, Lloyd so we can have the right amount of food, and uh, we look forward to having everybody together for dinner. But if you can't come to dinner, uh, please come to the concert, uh, and uh, it would be just fantastic. Our uh, choir and uh, chamber orchestra and soloists, it would just be uh, glorious together. I'm really looking forward to that. We are having two series during uh, Lent. On Wednesday and on Sunday, they're the same series. This is called 24 Hours That Change the World. And so you can sort of go to one or the other. If you get behind on one, you can go to uh, the one on Sunday or the one on Wednesday. The one on Wednesday has already begun on Wednesday, so they're going to be on Chapter 2. We just finished Chapter 1, uh, and so uh, just to let you know, Wednesday is the, uh, the group that is ahead on that series. Now, let's uh, talk about uh, what's behind me. And that is our Lenten challenge for this year. Uh, on Easter, I want our congregation to hand Lord of the Streets a check for at least $25,000. Okay? So uh, the Lenten challenge is for our congregation to give during Lent uh, up to $25,000 so we can help that ministry. And Lord of the Streets is a ministry to the homeless, but it's actually a mission. It's actually a functioning mission of the Episcopal Diocese of Texas. And even though they're comprised of homeless people, they worship just like us every single Sunday. And they worship in Trinity Church on Main Street. And then they have a breakfast. And some of your uh, young people and some of you all have helped serve that breakfast before uh, down there at Trinity, but it is a functioning uh, mission church, as a matter of fact, and it also uh, is something that has Bible studies during the week and a chapel during the week. They also have an eye clinic, a health clinic, they have mailboxes for people to receive mail. They do all sorts of things uh, for those who are struggling and transitioning, uh, uh, hopefully with their help out of homelessness, and uh, so it's a very, very worthy, worthy cause. And uh, Charlie, who is a former board member of Lord of the Streets, has a great video for us that uh, we're going to play. If you uh, want to come and see it, you'll need to relocate. If you want to just listen, uh, that will work also. So, um, Charlie, thank you. <clears throat>
All right. Thank you, uh, Charlie, for putting that um, <clears throat> video together. Wasn't that great? Uh, he, he, the, the original video was, I think, about 15 minutes long. So uh, uh, thank him for uh, cutting that down uh, to, <laughs> to just about four minutes. Uh, so we're all indebted to you, Charlie, uh, especially for that. Uh, and uh, Lazel Sadler, uh, of course, is working on this as well as uh, Julie Lowry. Now, uh, this is an insert, two-sided, and I want you all to, to read that. Obviously not now, but take it home and read it. Uh, it gives you what uh, a donation of $50, $100, $250, $500, and so forth might uh, give to Lord of the Streets. But it also has some information about homelessness that may surprise you. Um, so I think that's a, a great thing to learn a little bit more about that. So uh, that's our challenge. That's our Lenten challenge for uh, this season of Lent. Uh, I know we can reach the goal. We, we, we met our goal last year, and uh, it's a very worthy cause. And um, you can imagine uh, if you were on the other side of this equation, uh, what a gift like what we can present to them would mean to all of them. So, uh, now, we've got birthdays to celebrate real quick, and then we'll begin our worship. Who has a birthday to celebrate? Anyone? Oh, good. Caroline has one. Anybody else? It's just you and me. done this, you've heard this before, right? Yes, yes. Let me turn this. Okay. I'm Caroline Ratliff, and last Thursday I was 83 years old. 83. That's fantastic. Well, let's have a prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Caroline who shares her birthday with us. We pray that you would lead, guard, guide, and uh, protect her, bring her to her fullest potential in your son Jesus. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Now let us prepare our hearts for the worship of the living God.
Let us stand and together offer the hymn, Take Up Your Cross. Bless the Lord who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against Thee in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved Thee with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in thy will and walk in thy ways to the glory of thy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from thy ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of thy word, Jesus Christ, thy Son, who with thee and the Holy Spirit liveth and reigneth, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the reading of God's word. A reading from the book of Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring. So a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these and cut them in two, laying each half against the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. When the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness ascended upon him. But when the sun had gone down, it was dark, and a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river of the Euphrates. The word of the Lord. Let us pray the appointed psalm together by half verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? When evildoers came upon me to eat up my flesh, though an army should encamp against me, and though war should rise up against me, one thing I've asked the Lord, one thing I seek. To behold the fair beauty of the Lord. For in the day of trouble he shall keep me safe in his shelter. A reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For as many live as enemies of the cross of Christ, I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. 
Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation so that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Then Jesus said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you and I tell you, You will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Gospel of the Lord. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The pollen is doing its work on me. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We'll get to him in a moment. Love and faithfulness, love and faithfulness are two aspects of the covenant that God makes with each one of us. God is a covenant God. In fact, in the Old Testament, God is called the God of Hesed. 
Hesed means loyal love or covenant faithfulness. So one of the main revelations of God in our Old Testament is that God is a faithful covenant God, a God of faithful love towards his people, faithful to the covenant that he makes with his people. And so we uh, see this beginning in our Old Testament passage in the covenant with Abraham. God promises that the descendants of Abraham will be as many as the stars in the sky. Abraham believes this crazy promise that God made and it was accounted to Abram as righteousness, meaning that he and God were in a relationship. This covenant scene that we have in our passage from Genesis is the cutting of the covenant. And God's presence in the torch goes through, and commentators say that this presence of the fire of God was also the same Shekinah glory that led the children of Israel in the days of the tabernacle and then the temple, the burning bush. So this image that God is present in this covenant and God is faithful to it. Well, God makes covenants with Abraham, with Moses, And then finally, the new covenant, which we are participants in, the new covenant in the Messiah, the crucified Messiah, Jesus, who brings about this new covenant where sins are forgiven and the presence of God comes into the heart and empowers us to live out love and faithfulness towards God. So the covenant works this way. God in his love and faithfulness always comes to us and we're to respond to that love and faithfulness back to God with our own love and faithfulness. Now, the love and faithfulness of God is what is primarily revealed in the scriptures. So that seems to be clear. What is lacking might be our love and faithfulness to God. That's where the rub always ends up. And so, in this Lenten journey of self-examination, we can come again into our own lives and our own minds and hearts and ask the question, how am I loving God? How am I being faithful to God? Now, the good news is, you're all here today worshiping God. That's really good news. That is a sign of your love and faithfulness to the God who loves and is faithful to you. We're going to participate in this new covenant by receiving again the very life of the Messiah, the life of Christ in us to help us continue on the path of love and faithfulness. And so this is uh, one of the main revelations of the scriptures and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Fire was feared in the ancient world because there was little means to put it out. So whether you were on a farming setting or whether you were in a crowded city in the Roman Empire, fire was your enemy. And in fact, they uh, have found hens uh, that were completely torched and burned and they were dead in a farmyard or even in the city 
and they lifted up the dead hen, and underneath the wings of the hen were live chicks. Because the mother hen was gathering up her chicks to protect them. And this is the image that Jesus uses in today's gospel. That covenant love, that faithfulness to his own people, Israel. Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you up just like a hen gathers up her chicks. But you wouldn't have it. You wouldn't do it. And so you can hear the love and also the frustration in the voice of Jesus. And so we have this symbol and reality of God's love for his people, the Messiah's love for his own people, and what he knew he had to do. William Barclay says, Nothing hurts so much as to go to someone and offer love and have that love Spurned. It is life's bitterest tragedy to give one's heart to someone only to have it broken. Now, most of us can remember some time in our life where we were offering ourselves to someone and they did not offer that back, right? There's probably people that are popping into your mind right now in the past. Don't think about that too long, but we all know what that's like. And Jesus is pouring out his life, his love to his own people and saying to them, please respond back in love and faithfulness. Barclay continues, he says, this is what happened to Jesus in Jerusalem and still he comes to us and still we even reject him from time to time. So on this Lenten journey, Through our self-examination, it's okay to enter in to the fact that we don't always respond to God and to Jesus with our love and our faithfulness. We have to own it. We have to ask for forgiveness. And we ask for God's power to be in us and with us to love and faithfully serve him. N.T. Wright says, Jesus' intention now, in obedience to his vocation, is to go to Jerusalem and, like the hen with the chickens, take upon himself the full force of the disaster which he was predicting for the nation and the temple, the one who will give himself on behalf of the many. So we see in our own gospel today, God's love and faithfulness poured out offered. Sometimes it's received and returned. Sometimes it is not. But what Jesus predicted in terms of the temple came true about 40 years after his death as the Roman Empire completely destroyed Jerusalem and the temple with it. As we seek to respond to God's love and faithfulness, someone that I uh, read uh, their emails every week, someone called Abbot Trifon, who's a monk. He says that someone who is responding to God's love and faithfulness desires on a daily basis to become more like Christ. The humility of the Lord becomes your personal standard for such a quick, uh, for such a person is quick to forgive, quick to grant justice and desires to be kind to everyone who comes into their presence. 
This person does not fabricate such sweetness of soul as though he were a politician running for office. For it is the Lord himself who dwells in them, and it is Christ in them who is full of justice, kindness, love, and full of mercy. That is a very important point. The new covenant is, in fact, not only God's forgiveness of us, but it is the reception of Christ in our hearts. It is the reception of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, transforming and empowering us to return that love and faithfulness to God and to give that love and faithfulness to one another. So in this self-examination that we're called to do during Lent, if you find deficits in yourself, which I have found, be of good cheer because Christ and the Spirit is within us, their very life within us, to produce that love, that faithfulness, that sense of justice, that generosity for others that we're called to. So we can respond because God has actually provided the means of responding in love and faithfulness because God dwells within us through his Son and through his Spirit. That's very good news. Well, it is St. Patrick's Day, and I couldn't resist doing a little study on St. Patrick. Now, I don't have any green on me whatsoever. Uh, I'm not offering to be pinched, uh, but I won't run away. Now, David, David, however, has a shamrock. Uh, he has green socks on, uh, and uh, so you can't pinch him. But uh, did you know that St. Patrick is not actually a canonized saint in the Roman Catholic Church? I never knew that. Did you know that St. Patrick is actually not named Patrick? That he was born Maywin. His name is Maywin Sukut. And did you know that St. Patrick was not born in Ireland, but was actually born in Scotland. Isn't that crazy? I did not know any of this. But what an amazing figure he is. He resisted the Christianity that he was raised with, but at the age of 16, some slave traders captured him and took him to Ireland, where he was enslaved for six years. And during those six years of hardship... He began to pray, and he began to get in touch with the Christianity that he was raised with. And then when he finally escaped, six years later, he began this journey. And did you know that Patrick was in his mid-40s when he went to Ireland on his missionary journey? So there's hope for all of us to start later in life on this journey with Christ in the Spirit. But I wanted to read something from Patrick's Confessio. These are the words of Maywin Sukkot, uh, as we know, St. Patrick. He says, Thus, I give untiring thanks to God, who kept me faithful in the day of my temptation, so that today I may confidently offer my soul as a living sacrifice for Christ my Lord. Who am I, Lord, or rather, what is my calling? 
that you appeared to me in so great a divine quality so that today among the barbarians I might constantly exalt and magnify your name in whatever place I should be and not only in good fortune but even in affliction so that whatever befalls me be it good or bad I should accept it equally and give thanks always to God who revealed to me that I might trust in him implicitly and forever and who will encourage me so that ignorant and in these last days I may dare to undertake so devout and so wonderful a work. Isn't that amazing? Toward the end of his life, he finally got in touch with the covenant God who loves him, who has been faithful to Patrick all the days of his life, and he was able, because of that faith, because of knowing that Christ was before him and behind him and beside him, that he was able to respond back to God in love and faithfulness and serve God the rest of the days of his life. And so, on this Lenten journey... May we examine ourselves, but as we are doing that examination, let us also find Christ and the Spirit in us to help produce the love and the faithfulness to return to God and to return to one another, that we may truly do God's will the rest of the days of our life. Amen. Standing together, page 7. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. Salvation came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our bishop and for all the clergy and people, especially Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, Michael, our presiding bishop, Andy, Jeff, Hector, and Kay, our bishops, Stuart, Bob, and David, our clergy, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our President Donald, and for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
for the men and women serving in the armed forces, especially Shelley O'Malley, Jim Daughtry, and Nick and Adrian Thompson. We pray for peace in the Middle East and for the persecuted Christians there. We pray for peace in all the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our St. Francis Parish family, especially those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. For the church staff and the faculty, staff and students of St. Francis Episcopal School. For our Cub Scout pack and our Girl Scout troops. And for the people of the St. Francis community, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, for the sick and the suffering, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and recovering, especially remembered by this parish, Carolina, Liam Gaddis, Shirley Blancher, John Bell, Dub Brooks, Louis Catrone, An Vu, Betty Brown, Tuffy Cho, Buddy Bolton, Ted Lukowski, Lucille Johnson, Ann Brumby, Colleen Dunlop, Stephen, Mary Beth Wirtz, Dorothy Sumner, Rebecca and Jim Wood, John Price, Ann Murphy, Sue Morris, Mara Shimachek, Glenna Moore, Betty Erling, Bud Treadaway, David Gracie, Pat Collins. And for those listed in the worship bulletin, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, and for all the departed, remembering especially John Schwartz, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of Francis and Claire, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you.
the bottom of page 8, let us say together, All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. Accept and bless, O God, our Father, these gifts, and pour out upon us the spirit of thine own abundant giving, that as we have freely received, so we may freely give to the glory of thy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God, who dost bid thy faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast that fervent in prayer and works of mercy and renewed by thy word and sacraments, they may come to the fullness of grace which thou hast prepared for those who love thee. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying... as we continue in prayer. All glory be to thee, O Lord our God, for that thou didst create heaven and earth and didst make us in thine own image, and of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to take our nature upon him and to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption. He made there a full and perfect sacrifice for the whole world and did institute at it his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks to thee, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper... He took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you, for this is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, we thy people do celebrate and make with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto thee, the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming again with power and great glory. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us, and with thy word and Holy Spirit to bless and sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may be unto us, the body and blood of thy dearly beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness to 
to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, whereby we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies. Grant, we beseech thee, that all partake of this holy communion, may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and also that we and all thy whole church may be made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast.
In the healing name of Jesus and with the compassionate embrace of the family of St. Francis, we send you forth bearing these holy gifts of our Lord's body and blood. May you carry the prayers of all of us as you take this sacrament of Christ's presence. May those who receive it from you be strengthened and encouraged in that community we have together in our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor now and forever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.
us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.